Hey guys, welcome to the Love and Cookies podcast. My name is Nick, and I'm sharing my story and encouraging you to live yours. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey everybody, I hope you guys are having an amazing week. This week, I am just going to dive right in. If you guys don't know this already, I have a brother, uh, a younger brother. He's about a year and a half younger, and he is a police officer in Charlotte. And a few years ago, he was on duty, and he was on his way to respond to a hit and run. And as he was on his way to respond to one hit and run, a another driver was making a turn and turned right into my brother's patrol car. Uh, my brother had his lights on, he had his siren blaring, and the driver didn't see him, ran right into him. Luckily, my brother came out of the accident okay, the other person came out okay, but after my brother got out of the car and started looking into things, found out the other driver was actually drunk. So not only had this person not seeing a cop coming and run right into him. They were actually drunk driving. And so not really a good night for this person. Uh, that one poor decision they make are, is, is going to mess that guy's life up. He was arrested with multiple charges. He didn't just wreck his car. He ended up wrecking his life that night. And, you know, uh, sometimes living for God, it, it gets old. Sometimes, you know, we don't really feel like putting effort into having a relationship with God I think we've all been there on Sunday morning where we're like, we wake up and we're like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I really want to go to church this morning or if we go to church and we get there, we're like, um, worship. I don't know. I'm not really feeling it. Or, you know, when it comes to talking to people, I just, you know, I don't know. You know, I'm just kind of doing my thing. Those times we have choices to make. And so today what I want to talk about, I want to give you guys five steps to completely ruin your life. If you're ever feeling like that, I just want to give you five easy steps that you can do, just simple things to ensure that you're not living for God, that that you don't have a good relationship with him. So number one, the first thing you can do, neglect your time with God. The first step to ruining your relationship with God is easy. Don't spend time with him. I mean, it's pretty hard to have a relationship with someone if you're not spending time with them. So, you know, don't have a quiet time. Don't pray. Don't worship. Don't read your Bible. You know, don't, don't do any of those things. The Bible, it tells us in Psalm 63, it says, Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you. In Hebrews two, chapter 2, it tells us, So we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard, or we may drift away from it. So if listening to that truth causes us to drift away, if not earnestly seeking him, you know, causes us to, to drift away, then neglecting our time with God is key for us to wreck our lives. So if we don't spend time with God, our relationship with him, it's going to dwindle. Just like you might have some friends that you haven't talked to in a while. If you haven't talked to them, you're probably not as close to them. You know, there are people that I was really, really close to in high school that I haven't talked to in years. And other than pictures and things I see on Facebook, I don't really know much about them. Uh, I don't really have much of an influence in their life. They don't really have an influence in my life. So the less we spend time, the more we neglect that relationship with God, the easier it will be for us to wreck our life. So step number one, neglect your time with God. Step number two, if you don't like your circumstances, 
blame God. Sometimes we don't like where we are in life. We feel like we should be somewhere else, making more money, more popular, in a better house, have better parents, have better grades, have a better car, have better life, whatever it might be. So the second step to wreck your life is if you feel like that, just blame God. You know, Proverbs 3, 5 tells us to trust in the Lord with all our heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, plans for your good and not for disaster, to give you hope and a future. So if we don't like where we are, then just blame God. A few years ago when I was teaching at a private school, I had a student in my class that would always come in with incomplete homework assignments. And whenever I asked him why they weren't complete, he always had an excuse. Some days he would say he couldn't find his agenda, so he didn't know what it was. Some days he couldn't find the worksheet he was supposed to do. But never one time did he ever tell me that his homework wasn't complete because he was irresponsible. And towards the end of the second quarter, he was missing so many assignments. And so it was getting time for me to turn in grades. For about a week, I reminded him, hey, you need to turn these in so you don't get a zero. Hey, you need to turn these in so you don't get a zero. Here are the assignments. I made him extra copies of all the worksheets he was missing, gave him everything. And when the day came to turn in grades for report cards, he still hadn't turned in any of those assignments. And so for all those assignments that I didn't have, I had to enter zeros. And in the second quarter, he ended up not making the principal's list, which was getting straight A's, just because he missed those assignments. And after the report card came out, his parents and he wanted to know why he didn't make the principal list. And I just looked at him, I was like, guys, you didn't make the list because you didn't turn in all these homework assignments. But, you know, they, they were talking to me, they were talking to the principal about why it wasn't his fault that he wasn't on the principal's list like he was smart enough he should have been on the principal's list and so the same thing with our life like if there's things that we don't like if there's things that aren't going our way if we don't like where we are or the circumstances we're in to wreck our life we need to blame god we need to try to make our life the best for ourselves if something's not right we need to blame god and take it into our own hands and fix it we know what's best for our life and so you know we need to do everything we can do to get those things Step number three to wreck your life is to hang around bad influences. Just hang out with people that we know we shouldn't be around. Hang out with people that are going to encourage us and influence us to live a life contrary to the way that God wants us to live. 1 Corinthians 15.33 says, Don't be fooled by those who say such things, for bad company corrupts good character. So we need that bad company to corrupt our good character. A few years ago, I had a friend who was a pretty strong Christian. She had been to Christian summer camp. She had been on mission trips. She was super involved with her youth group and her, her young adults group at her church. And then she started working at a job where most of the employees were not Christians. And so naturally, you know, she began to develop relationships with them and told herself like, hey, I'm going to be able to influence them for Jesus. They're not going to rub off on me. She not only began to hang out with them at work, but she began to hang out with them at parties. She would end up spending the night at some of their houses. And, you know, soon after she started working there, there, I just could notice a change in her behavior. I could see that instead of having that positive influence on them, they were having a negative influence on her. And it eventually 
got to the point where she would stay out all night, stay over at Guy's house, and she would be lying to her parents and saying she was staying with one of her girl co-workers. And eventually it ended up in a situation where she got really drunk one night and woke up the next morning and didn't even know the guy that she was sleeping next to. You know, her plan had completely backfired. Instead of bringing people to Jesus, they had completely pulled her away from him. Witnessing to people is something the Bible commands us to do. But when we put ourselves in a situation that we're mainly hanging out with and the closest people to us are not living for God, it's going to have a negative influence on our life. So in order to wreck our life, we need to make sure that that is the case. We need to keep our church friends at church and the other days of the week Make sure we're hanging out with those other people that are going to have the bad influence on us. So to recap, step number one is neglect your time with God. Step number two is if you don't like your circumstances, blame God. Step number three to wrecking your life, hang around bad influences. And step number four is to give into temptation. We all deal with temptations. And some temptations are really hard to walk away from. So why bother? If we really want to wreck our life, just don't, don't even try. Just, just give in to those temptations. You know, Matthew 18, 7 says, What sorrow awaits the world because it tempts people to sin? Temptations are inevitable. But what sorrow awaits the person who does the tempting? James chapter 1, verse 14 and 15 tells us, Temptation comes from our own desires, which entice us and drag us away. These desires give birth to sinful actions, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. Everyone is tempted, and no one can avoid it. That verse in Matthew tells us that temptations are inevitable. Temptation leads to sin, and sin leads to death. So that is the perfect equation to wreck our life. Just stop trying to fight against temptation and give in. Live your life like Nike. Just do it. So step number four, give in to temptation. And step number five, the final step to wrecking your life is to love this world more than you love God. The world has so much to offer these days. I mean, just look at the commercials that are out there. Look at how happy the people are in them. We can be richer beyond our wildest dream. We can have more stuff than we could ever ask for. We can have the hottest body out there. And if we don't think we do, we can have it altered so that we do. To wreck our life, we just have to go after all of those things instead of God. 1 John 2.15 says, Do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. Matthew 6.24 says, No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. I was in college when World of Warcraft came out, and there was a guy on my hall that really enjoyed playing. It was all he would do in his free time. He would stay up almost all night, every night playing. He became so obsessed with that game that he would skip class just to play. He had multiple characters built up to level 60, which was as high as you could get them. He had joined multiple guilds, and he was trying to complete every mission that was out there in the game. He bought every expansion pack that came out, and it a lot of times seemed like the only time he would come away from his computer was to eat. But then even most of the time he just ate at his computer. And so as you could guess, his grades started to slip 
and he began to fail classes and eventually he did so poorly in his classes that he was put on academic probation. But even that didn't stop him from playing World of Warcraft. He kept going. He kept playing it every day, all day, every day. And the next semester, he was kicked out of school. That finally got his attention. And he went to his advisor and just begged them, like, please, can you find a way to get me back into the school? And he begged and begged. And so finally, his advisor at NC State agreed, hey, you can come back and take a few summer classes. And if you can pass those summer classes, we'll let you back in for the fall semester. And so that summer, he studied real hard. He got good grades. He stayed away from World of Warcraft. And he was reinstated back into the school for the fall semester. And then the next semester, he went right back to his old habits. He became completely obsessed with World of Warcraft again. It was all he was doing. He was staying up. He was skipping classes. He was doing all those things. And yet again, his grades dropped. And he was kicked out of college a second time. He managed to get himself kicked out of NC State twice, all because of his love for World of Warcraft. So just like he loved that game more than he loved being in school and he completely neglected school just for that, in order for us to wreck our lives, we need to love the world more than we love God. And the Bible tells us that if we love the world, that we don't have the love of God in us. So as long as we allow the world to be our master, then God can't be. So if we put these five easy steps together, we'll effectively ruin our life. We will end up with the most miserable, unfulfilling, stressful life ever. We won't have a relationship with God. We won't be serving him. It's a complete recipe to destroy our lives. The five steps again are to neglect our time with God, that if we don't like our circumstances, we blame God, to hang around bad influences, to give into temptation, and to love the world more than you love God. Going back to that story I told you at the start of the podcast about my brother who's a cop in Charlotte and the drunk driver that ran into him. That day, the drunk driver didn't set out to ruin his life. He didn't wake up and say, you know what? Today's a good day to just completely wreck my life. He didn't go out that night and say, I'm going to get wasted and I'm going to drive my car straight into a cop car. That seems like a great thing to do. But it's what he ended up doing. And here's the thing. We don't usually plan to ruin our lives but a lot of times we do. Obviously, everything I, hopefully, obviously, everything I've been saying in this podcast has been completely sarcastic. We don't want to wreck our lives, but the truth is that when I was talking about one of these steps, it probably made you think of something you're doing. I know there's things that I talked about that I'm like, man, I do those things. We don't plan to ruin our lives, but sometimes we are doing the things that result in that. So we got to take a step back. We've got to honestly look at our lives and make sure that we're not doing these things that are going to ruin it. Just like that guy that got drunk and ran into my brother. He wasn't planning to do that. He didn't make a conscious decision to say, here is exactly what I'm going to do. But small things over the course of the day resulted in him wrecking his life. A lot of times those small steps that we take that sometimes we don't even realize are going to lead us down a path that can ruin our life. So we've got to take steps to get rid of those things. We need to spend time with God. 
We need to take responsibility for where we are in life and figure out what we can do to get on the path that God has for us. We need to flee from temptations. Yes, we're all going to have them, but that doesn't mean we have to give in to them. We need to make sure we're hanging out with the right crowd and people that can build us up and encourage us, and we need to love God with all our heart. If we don't want to wreck our lives, we need to be intentional about doing the things that bring us to God. Thank you guys for listening to the Love and Cookies podcast. You know, there's not much better than a fresh baked cookie. So go ahead and subscribe so that you can get new episodes straight out of the oven. And don't be selfish. Share them with your friends. Again, thanks for listening. Until next time.